You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how are we doing? We have another packed show today. Happy MLB, still weak. Are you taught... I was going to say this for five questions, but since we're not doing it with each other, we're doing it with Matt. Are you tired of every sports game? Well, the sports book is like a $300 deposit if you deposit now. I'm like, come on, man. That's all I get for Facebook ads now. It's like BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars. Like, that's all I get. It's like, like I get that's on Saturday or whenever that is. Friday. Supposed to, yeah, Friday. But like, holy crap, you don't yeah. got to do them all. You, are you going to pick one? Or are you going to do them all? What are you going to? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna obviously do DraftKings, but and then like Barstool probably. But other than that, no. Yeah, like I know a lot of people. Well, specifically, like um, I know a lot of people that are super, super excited for it, and I'm like sure, but I mean, we live down the street from like the like the Tiverton Casino. Like I, I don't think it's gonna change much of my routine. I don't know about oh, you. Oh, really? But... I mean, you could just hop on your phone. And just... Yeah, but like. I don't know. I don't think it's going to really alter much for me personally. Yeah, I'm not going to like bet every day. Yeah, you're not going to prize pick it every day? No, Justin. <laughs> and you too, but... Me? Yeah. I don't even have prize picks, dude. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know, I know what's going on over there. I don't even have prize picks. We do sometimes, like, we do, like, the like the parlays, like, me and a couple of people, but I don't even have the app, to be honest with you. I do not. Here's Cold Bombit. I'm just kidding. I the I uh talk to Car. I think we no. Who did I use? No, we use like Seth's, Seth's or Car. I don't know. Maybe Dylan. I don't know. I don't you. I don't have the app. I do not have it. So, all right. So like you said, Peter, we have a slam packed show. We're gonna have Matt Cooney on to preview the American League. Uh, last week we previewed the National League. We had a Big Nate on from Big Talk with Big Nate, and we had Dylan Sariva on from Cheap Talk Wrestling. Uh, that was a lot of fun, long episode, so apologies for that. But uh, we had a lot of fun, and this week um, we're going to have a lot of fun with Matt as Good well. Job. Matt. Speaking of that, Shoshenko lost, rip. I thought John Jones was going to lose. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, that was actually, I watched a little bit of the card. It was a good card. Uh, that's who Dylan picked, right? Didn't Dylan pick her? Yeah, Dylan picked them both. Yeah, so, hey. Good on him. Good, on, good picks, Dylan, and uh, I think Dylan enjoys to be on as well. But Matt also loves to be on, and he's been – Peter, I'll be completely transparent with you. I saw him yesterday, and um, he was like, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm ramped up. I, I didn't – I'll let him speak about how he thought the National League episode went, but he's got a couple bones to pick with you. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Seattle all over again. Great. Be, be ready for that. But before we get to Matt and the American League, Peter, it wouldn't be Pombo and Peter's picks unless we talked about football, right, Peter? Oh, my God. <laughs> one week without football. That's all. I know. It was just one. That was it. That was it. Uh, so, look, just a couple things we're going to hit on here. Uh, so, the NFL franchise tag deadline has passed, uh, and these players were franchised. I will read you the list. Uh, Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Jaguars tight end Evan Ingram. Uh, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. Commanders defensive lineman De'Aaron Payne, Cowboys running back Tony Pollard, and last but not least, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, who we're going to put to the side for a second. So let's kind of exclude him from the equation. So from everybody else on that list that I read to you, who were you surprised about anyone? Were you um, not surprised? I don't know. Anyone kind of jump off the page about that list? 
I mean, to be honest, that uh, Washington guy, I have no idea who that is. Maybe I, I should know who that I is. I knew you were going to say that. I have no <laughs> idea who that is. You, you, you can tell me about him. But other than that, I'm not surprised by anybody. Obviously, they're all going to get franchise tag. I didn't think Barkley was going to get franchise tag because of Daniel Jones going to get franchise tag, but obviously he did not. Mm-hmm. But good on, good on all of them. Ripped to Zeke's career, though. Holy crap. That was the one that uh, Tony Pollard in particular was the one that I was slightly surprised about. I told you all last year Tony Pollard was a better back than Zeke Elliott. But well, that was a rumor all like offseason, though. Yeah, ultimately, though. I, do that. Yeah, and they already paid Zeke. I wasn't sure if they were going to pay Pollard as well. Uh, there was rumors that Zeke Elliott's agent was shopping. Uh, I shouldn't say shopping. Um, understanding his market, uh, if for whatever reason he would have been released or traded. So the writing, I guess, was on the wall for that. And I think Tony Pollard is a better back. I think he fits in better with that Cowboys offense. And uh, yeah, Zeke Elliott could find himself in a, a different location in 2023. And uh, I think Pollard's more explosive. I think he's a better uh catching passes. Now, he's not necessarily the best in terms of pass protection, but I think the Cowboys can probably address that by drafting somebody else or signing somebody for a, a low tier. And Tyron uh, Smith coming out of low-key retirement again. <laughs> and uh, if this is officially it for Zeke Elliott in Dallas, his lasting memory will be getting bulldozed on that last play of the game against uh, San Francisco. Yeah, good job, Mike McCarthy. That's not even his fault. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a center. That's good. Yep, so rip to that. Um, and just one last thing, Evan Ingram, he's somebody that he signed a one-year deal with Jacksonville last year. He was somebody that the Jaguars clearly identified, clearly thought that he could be an impact player for them. And he did. He kind of, he gelled immediately with Trevor Lawrence and uh, he's somebody they're going to want to lock up long-term. And I, I was extremely down on Evan Ingram after his early part of the, his career with the New York Giants, but, uh, no, he rounded right into form and that worked out pretty well. Because I think he's going to end up next year. Watch the Jaguars. Is that going to be your team, Peter? Surge. Preseason pick. They're like plus twenty four hundred to win the Super Bowl. Like, give me that right now. Probably what fifth in the AFC, fourth. Yeah, I don't know. And you win that division with your eyes closed. So, yes, well, currently constructed. Yeah. So. No, you're right. And Peter, let's transition to this here. The one name on the list that I did not, uh, that we did not talk about was Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. So the Ravens put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. So if you don't know what that means, uh, Lamar Jackson, he's not a free agent. He still is under the control of the Baltimore Ravens, but he is able to negotiate with 31 other teams in the NFL, negotiate deal in a contract, and he can put pen to paper with a contract. But the Ravens have the opportunity to match the contract. If the Ravens match the contract, Lamar Jackson goes back to Baltimore. If for whatever reason the Ravens decide not to match it, then Jackson goes to Team X and the Ravens receive two first round picks. So this is a this is gonna get a little dicey because anybody can put the anyone can submit an offer to Lamar Jackson. Um and if they would have just put the exclusive franchise tag on him, uh the Ravens could have continued to negotiate with him one on one, uh not really deal with any other team interference. And if they elected to trade him, they could control where he goes. You know, if they wanted to send him to the NFC, they can do that. Uh, now they don't have that necessary. They still have somewhat control because they can match any offer. But any other team in the AFC um, could come in, submit an offer, and Baltimore could elect to pass on the offer if so. Uh, so that is about a $32 million uh, non-exclusive franchise tag. So if Jackson doesn't p- put pen to paper on any offer, 
uh, then he can sign that $32 million tag. And he has until week 10 to do so. So uh, those are some things to know about the non-exclusive franchise tag and Lamar Jackson as a whole. It's been about a year or so. This saga has been going on and on. So, Peter, what do you think about Lamar Jackson? Do you think he's actually going anywhere? If so, where do you think he would be a good fit? It's hard to project him because of the two first-round picks. I want him in Miami so bad because do you know last episode I didn't say anything bad about Tua? Come on, man. Well, we Tua, talk Tua, about Tua football. Su- yeah, I know. It's kind of hard. But Tua sucks. I mean, it's all inevitable. But, like, they don't have any first-round picks to deal. I was, they're, uh, yeah, I was just they're gonna, the ones that yeah. cheated, Matthew. But, I mean, that that's probably hard. I want him to go to, like, the Falcons or, like, the Commanders just, just because. That that would be fun, but ultimately, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere, mm-hmm. just because of the asking price, and you gotta p- extend him. Like, I don't know how much he's gonna get. Like two fifty, three hundred. I think it's gonna be like two hundred million dollars guaranteed. He wants his, his deal to be fully guaranteed. Only one quarterback has been Deshaun Watson, who has done that. Uh, and I don't know if Lamar Jackson is gonna really do that. That that Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson contract might end up being an outlier. Uh, and I like every team you said here, specifically Atlanta and Washington. I know reports have surfaced that they're not necessarily interested, but you look at Washington, right? You look at Dan Snyder. Uh, his image is as poor as can be. He looks like he's on the outs, right? So he's ultimately playing with house money. He has really nothing to lose. Baltimore and Washington, you know, very close proximity. Uh, you would pretty much steal from your, we'll call it town rival or, you know, nearby rival. Uh, and I think that would generate some real buzz in Washington. Uh, and it's apparent that the Washington Commander franchise, the Washington franchise, has lost a lot of interest. They used to be a real blue chip franchise back in the day, uh, passionate fan base, sell out every game, and that sort of thing. And that has absolutely changed because that stadium is ass, the ownership's ass, the team has struggled mightily. They haven't been able to find a quarterback. Their they franchise tag that Cousins. guy I don't even know about. Yeah, Peter likes Peter hates DeAndre Payne. Like it's just a mess down there in Washington. Submitting an offer to the Ravens would, I think that would change some things. Ron Rivera, look, he's, I think he's a little bit overrated. You just brought in Eric Bieniemy to be the team's offensive coordinator. Uh, I think that would generate some excitement. And I kind of thought of this, uh, again, I was watching the XFL this past weekend. I was watching the DC team, the DC defenders. And dude, those fans were nuts. Absolute nuts. It looks, it wasn't a sellout, but like it was loud. And I was like, wow, this is louder than a damn Washington Commanders game. It was crazy to me. To me, it just feels like that team needs buzz, and I think Lamar Jackson instantly provides buzz. I also like the Atlanta Falcons. They have a lot of money to spend this offseason. Uh, they have some nice, young, talented pieces. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, uh, Cordell Patterson has kind of carved himself out a nice role in Atlanta. Uh, Arthur Smith is an offensive-minded head coach. I think it would work out well there. Uh, you mentioned Miami as a possibility. Uh, and look, like you just said, Peter, they don't have a first-round pick, which means they can't negotiate with him until after the NFL draft. Fun fact for you. So oh, they can't wow. do, yeah, so they can't do anything until after the NFL draft unless they acquire a first round pick like tomorrow or something like that, which isn't gonna happen. So yeah, Atlanta, Washington, I'll throw in the Vegas Raiders as well. Uh, Maybe Josh, you could go to the Packers. Get a first imagine, round pick for Aaron Rodgers and then right, one 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 V one trade. Rodgers to Baltimore, um, Lamar to Green Bay. That would be nuts. I don't foresee that, uh, unfortunately. And uh just the Raiders too. They moved on from Derek Carr. Uh outright releasing him and Carr just signed what we'll talk about in a minute, $150 million deal, $100 million guaranteed. So you would imagine the Raiders are going to look to upgrade at the position. I know a lot of people have a mocked for like a, a quarterback in the first round, but 
maybe Tom Brady was their original plan, didn't come to fruition. Maybe they don't want to spend all that money for a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Josh McDaniels apparently did like Lamar Jackson coming out of the draft in 2018, so maybe that's a fit there. So those would be the three teams. But all that being said, Peter, I'd put it as a 25% chance Jackson leaves and a 75% chance he's back. I want him to go to the Patriots so bad. So bad. No shot now. <laughs> no shot. Now. Not A, just to piss you off, but B, oh my God, that would be so good. That would be nuts. That, talk about buzz right there. Absolute buzz. Uh, and just uh, two little things uh, I also want to mention. I I should say three, but we'll start off with Derek Carr here. Uh, Derek Carr agreed to a deal with the New Orleans Saints. Like I said, it was a $135 million deal. $100 million guaranteed. Derek Carr instantly becomes the best quarterback in that NFC South division. Uh, Kyle Trask right now, is QB1 in Tampa Bay. Uh, Carolina, who even knows how it's going to go. Um, and then, who am I forgetting here? And then Atlanta. Falcons. Yeah, which uh, right now is Desmond Ritter at the moment. So, uh, did you like the fit with Derek Carr in New Orleans? Well, uh, to be facetious, I mean, my boy, uh, James Winston, got absolutely blackballed. So, is he a free agent? or No, he's not. He will be cut, though. Yeah, he's got... Maybe he'll go back to the Bucs. And he's, he's screwed, though, because the way his contract is sort of spelt out, the Saints can save the most amount of money if they cut him after June 1st, which means all the teams that need a quarterback are going to have their quarterback before June 1st, if you know what I mean. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with you guy. Oh, man. I mean, I liked it for Derek Carr. Derek Carr got absolutely – I think he's a top, what, like 15-ish ish quarterback? I'd say 12-ish, yeah. I think he yeah. got disrespected in Vegas. I don't think it was all his fault, and he took all, all the blame for it, obviously. More on your boy, Josh. But... Yeah, I was just – I was waiting for it. I knew, I knew the slander <laughs> Yeah, was you know. But... I knew the slander was coming, but ultimately I do think it's a good fit for him. Like I said, it's an easier path to the playoffs. He has a good team around him. Chris Olave, you know how much we love him. Um, Alvin Kamara is coming off a down season, but can he bounce back? Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Michael Thomas and his future, but the Saints are set up to contend, especially in that division, which is legitimately wide open. And all you have to do is be breathing, and he's the best quarterback in that division, as it stands right now. So uh, I think that's a good fit from that perspective. Plays in a dome, uh, and I think it's going to work out for Derek Carr, who I agree with you, Peter. He's like a top 12-ish quarterback in the league. I know he had a really bad year this past season, but maybe he'll be rejuvenized and ready to go in New Orleans. He has familiarity with the head coach, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen was his coach when Carr was a rookie back in 2000. I don't even know what year it was, 2014, whatever it was, 13. So uh, other things in the quarterback carousel. Your, I think this is your guy. Is your guy Daniel Jones? Oh, I, I love Daniel Jones. You do love Daniel Jones, yes. So Daniel Jones, who is a pretty polarizing guy, right? Daniel Jones, who struggled the early part of his career, but... Helped the Giants go to the NFC Divisional round last year, uh, and he was an instrumental part of it. Uh, Carr, he, I shouldn't say Carr, I'm sorry. Uh, Jones re-signed with the Giants to a four-year deal worth $160 million. Uh, what do you think about your guy, Daniel Jones? I mean, if you take it at face value, holy, holy overpay, but I guess that's what the quarterback market is now. So I like it. I mean, his career was re- rejuvenized with Brian Dayball. Should be uh, a great runner for him. Long time, it's a thing to do, but uh, rip to Mac Jones, he's getting 40 million bucks. Holy crap! Look, I think Mac Jones and Daniel Jones are on a similar plane right now. Um, both kind of both quarterbacks were good under good coaching and both struggled with bad coaching. We saw how Daniel Jones looked under Joe Judge and Mac Jones for that matter. 
Uh, basically the constant uh, denominator here. Yeah, and we saw what Brian Dayball was able to do with Daniel Jones. Made the playoffs, won a playoff game. Uh, you know, it, ultimately they fell short losing to the Eagles, and it didn't look pretty. And no, Daniel Jones isn't a top 10 quarterback in this league, but he fits what brand Brian Dayball does. He fits the scheme. He's young. And ultimately, Peter, if you look at kind of, if you look deep into this contract, it's basically a two-year deal worth about $82 million. That's the guarantees. Again, it's still $41 million for the first two years, right? That's a lot of money. You're giving, like you said, $40 million uh, for about a one-year display of progress. But I think it's a good gamble, you know, and it's not like the Giants had another alternative. Sure, they could have let Jones play under the franchise tag. Sure, they could have let him hit the market and see what happens. But I think ultimately that's probably the best decision for the room. Daniel Jones has been a good soldier down there in New York, and if it doesn't work, he gets the plug pulled on him in two years. So when I first saw the number, I said the same thing as you, but ultimately after kind of digging deep, it's not as bad as I anticipated. No, it'll just get worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And last but not least, Peter, on the quarterback carousel and for the NFL in general, uh, Geno Smith, he re-signed with the Seattle Seahawks. He agreed to a three-year deal worth about $105 million. Uh, Geno Smith, who was a great story last year. Nobody thought the Seattle Seahawks were going to do anything last year, and he propelled the Seahawks to a playoffs. Uh, and look, I think he, he deserved this deal, and I understand it's only a three-year deal, and again, it's it's sort of, I believe it's only like $40 million guaranteed. I think it's like the first year is guaranteed. Everything else isn't necessarily guaranteed. Do you rule out the Seattle Seahawks drafting a quarterback in the first round? We all know they have a high draft pick uh, from the Denver Broncos. Do you rule it out now after that Geno Smith extension? I don't think in the first round, but I expect him to pick a quarterback maybe second, third, or fourth. I think he's just a bridge. Good story. Geno Smith getting paid $105 million. You uh, thought that like five, eight years ago. Yeah. Everybody would call you crazy, but good for him. I mean, getting his money, rightfully so. Seahawks were supposed to be trash, and they have like the fourth pick, as you said. Good job, Broncos. But, yeah, it is what it is. That's good. I, I really think he's a bridge quarterback, though. I agree. I Personally, I would have franchise tagged him uh, and then kind of went year by year with him. Well, it. that kind of is what he's doing. Yeah, which, yeah, which is ultimately true. Uh, and the other thing with Geno Smith is, can he keep this up? Will he keep this up? That's a big question mark. But I don't rule out the Seattle Seahawks drafting somebody in the first round. Especially if it's somebody like a guy like again, we'll talk about the draft in like two weeks with <laughs> Will Levis. Oh my! No, God. I, I, I know you oh love Will Levis. God. But Anthony Richardson, he's a kid from Florida. He's very raw, like very raw. It's going to take him like a year or two. So he's somebody that could kind of sit behind Geno Smith and see how it goes. So who knows what Seattle has planned? But they are in a great spot, and everybody thought they were going to be in an awful spot. You know, I mean, I remember talking on this podcast last year, and I was like, "There's no shot in hell." that the Seattle Seahawks enter the season with Geno Smith and Drew Locke as their quarterbacks. There was like, there's no shot. They're going to trade for Garoppolo. They're going to, who else was on the market? They were going to trade for, who was the other guy? It was Garoppolo and I don't even remember who I said, but there was somebody I else. Remember. I know Garoppolo was one of them. Uh, or they were going to wait for Garoppolo to get and released. And their win total was like five or yeah, We all were like half. hammer the under. And, hammer the under. Oh, look, they... They have a good foundation. You know, Kenneth Walker, he ran the ball extremely well last year. They re-signed DK Metcalf. He balled. The defense will improve, I think. Um, but who knows? They even might be able to get an elite pass rusher here in the first round, too, like you were saying. So, All right, Peter, so that's enough of the football talk. Let's transition to previewing the American League. And as we started uh, as we started off the show with, Matt Cunha will be joining us. So, Matt, welcome. Hello, hello. Yes, yeah, so I think... Uh, 
Matt was on last year when we previewed the American League. Had a lot of fun with it. Peter was very passionate about a couple teams. Uh, ultimately, not all of them came to fruition, so Peter's going to try to do better this year. And it hurt uh, Matt's purse. Yeah, he hurts Matt. Listen, I told you, Diamondbacks. <laughs> Listen, I, Jason came over my house yesterday. Some of those takes you were throwing out yesterday. Atrocious. Oh, I warned well, you, Peter. <laughs> like, like what? The right. pi- what did you say? Over on the Pirates, I think? I or, said over. No, I did not say over on the Pirates. One of them, I, I I listened to a couple days ago. I was like, what the hell? It's probably the Diamondbacks. I was hard on It was the Diamondbacks you were hard on. Yep. Yeah, because just it, uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly the Diamondbacks because you just love Tori Lovello. No, I love their young talent. <laughs> no, we don't. That's what I said. I, I love Tori Lovello. I was like, I didn't even know you liked him, Peter. Like, You're like, no, I don't like him. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. Let's get, to, right. let's, get to the let's get to it. Peter is ready to roll. His stock is going to be on the rise, Peter. I believe in you. <laughs> okay, so let's start off with the American League Central. Let's start out with uh, a former Red Sox manager, Terry Francona's squad, the Cleveland Guardians. So DraftKings has them set at 86.5 wins. Uh, their odds to win the AL Central is plus 135. So the Cleveland Guardians are coming off a 92-70 and 70 season. So again, their win total is set at 86 and a half. So Peter, do you want to lead the way here? Yeah, this line's a little disrespectful. You said they won 92 games last year. Their bullpen's elite. Their starting rotation's elite. They got the Nationals legend, Josh Bell. That's not the like. That's only 87 wins. So Over. Over. Peter's taking the over. Matt, what do you think? I have them as the under. I looked at their lineup. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. I didn't like their lineup. Who? Who do they have besides um? Oh, what's his name? Jose Ramirez. Uh, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J Ram. Who do they have besides J Ram? Josh Bell. Josh Bell. All right. Yeah. Josh, what he got? He stinks. He literally got. He goes a throw in for the um for Juan Soto, and, and he he signed for peanuts. I like Josh Bell. He hits home runs. <laughs> I, I do too. But he's he's been he's been mediocre for Steven a Kwan. long time. Mike Wazino. Under, hard under. Matt is out on the Guardians. Out. I'll be like Nate. They're going to win 60 games. Oh, yeah. Nate Nate had the whole National League winning 45 games. Matt's like, 162 hey. wins. He's like, everybody else sucks but the Mats. <laughs> Who was the team he was on? Oh, no, Padres. Like, Padres Padres are good. Padre. That was Phillies. He hates the Phillies. Yeah, he's a Phillies. Phillies, Nationals. Braves, everyone else. Every, everyone else. Not Might as well not even play the play the year. Just might as well just start, the, start up at the NLCS, right? Uh, Peter, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the over in this. Uh, look, excluding the COVID year, the Guardians have won 86 games or more in four of their last five seasons. I'll take the trend on that. Uh, Jose Ramirez, look, he's... Would you consider him a top five player in the American League, Peter? Because I think I would. Who is that? Jose Ramirez. I think yeah, he's a top, sure. Yeah, I think he's a top five player in the AL. Uh, and look, Francona, he's, look, his consistency somehow in Cleveland, dealing with these pitching staffs that haven't necessarily been great, and he makes them great. You know, Francona has been a model of consistency. And, look, I, I like them to have another great year. I think they're going to win 90-plus games. Uh, I like this team a lot. Okay, so let's move on to the Minnesota Twins. DraftKings has them set at 83.5 wins. They are plus 225 to win the AL Central. Peter, what do you got? So I have them as the over just by a little bit. They they got bad injury history last year, and I, I just don't think they'll be as injured as last year. And they got Carlos Correa under a contrary relief. 
Because he's on the uh, Mets. If, if, wait, if I thought he know. signed with the Mets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor Nate. You can, when you said that last episode, I was like, oh, poor dude. He's already on the ground. Full full transparency. Peter told me to do it, and I uh, almost I forgot to do it. And then, like, I, I know was, you wouldn't do that. That's I was Peter gonna laugh. Thought. I was starting to laugh when I, because Peter had his Zoom background. He had Carlos Correa in a Mets jersey. So, well, for me, I got division winners, Minnesota Twins, with a hard over. Ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. All right, Matt. So Matt's high on mm-hmm. the Twins. He's Jorge Polanco, Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton. What's not to like Joey Gallo, even though he's going to get still screwed by a shift somehow. Christian Vasquez. I was just going to say you forgot about Vasquez, but there Mm -hmm. you go. Pablo Lopez, Sony Gray, Joe Ryan. Is that going to be a ticket, Matt? That's going to. Okay, so that's that's one. That's That's a a ticket. ticket. Boom. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, because, Peter, I noticed we cannot all agree here at times. And I'll take the under here and I'll tell you why. Uh, So Minnesota. One, I'm sorry. They won, 78, they won 78 games last year. I know you talked about the injuries that they had. Uh, and look, I have some concerns about the pitching staff. And one other thing that's different this year from past years. So this year in the MLB, there's going to be less in-division games because everyone's going to play each other now. There's going to be a lot of interleague play and that sort of thing. So that means the Twins are not going to play the Royals and the Tigers as much. That will affect the win total. I'm going to take the under. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's move on to the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox, uh, according to DraftKings, are set at 83.5 wins, same as the Minnesota Twins, and they are plus 240 to win the AL Central. Uh, We all remember how disappointing the Chicago White Sox were last season uh, after winning uh, the division in 2021. The White Sox last year were 81-81. and So, Peter, what do you think about the White Sox? Yeah, it's just a spite pick. I mean, they got to show me one thing first. I mean, I have them as the under. I'm never going to bet on them ever again. They lost Johnny Cueto. They lost Jose Abreu. That team can't stay healthy to save their life. I don't care about – I mean, I love Andrew Benintendi, but I don't think we'll <laughs> get over the home. So, there you go. Under. Okay. Matt, what do you get? I have the over because who – I know what's his name's not their coach anymore, a guy who fell asleep. Oh, um, right? Tony La, Tony LaRusso. Tony Luso is not their coach anymore. I think he might have been he, like just that, like the signing of him as their head coach was so deflating to that roster. He did not. And, yeah, he didn't gel well. So I think that was a major contract uh, uh, factor for why they did so bad last year. But I'm going to have them as the over Tim Anderson, Andrew Benintendi, Yon Moncada, the prodigy that was supposed to be so great. Lance Lynn, pretty good. Hard over. Not winning the division, though. That's the Twins. I'm agreeing with Matt here. I'm taking the over here. I think we're going to see the White Sox getting back to their form that they were in in 2021, where they won 93 games and they won the division and they made it to the ALDS. I think we're going to get that Chicago White Sox team. It was a clear disconnect in the locker room with Tony LaRusso and the players. That was obvious from day one. It was a bad managerial decision. And it ultimately cost the White Sox like two years. I think it set them back just about two years as a franchise. And I think that's over. It's going to be a, a clean slate for the White Sox this year. They didn't really make too many free agent acquisitions. They're really betting on themselves in their roster uh, that they've kind of had the last couple of years. And I think it's going to ultimately help them this year. I like the over here. And I tell you what, there is some good value to pick them to win the division. I'm not going to pick them to win the division, but plus 240 is some pretty good odds for them if you're a guy like me who thinks they're going to bounce back. Okay, let's talk about the other fun part of the AL Central, 
the Detroit Tigers. Shout out to Noah of Rough in the Basket. We love the Tigers. The Tigers are projected at DraftKings to win 70 and a half wins. Uh, they are at plus 2,200 to win the AL Central. Peter, you got anything on the Tigers? Yeah, they won like 66 games last year. They didn't add anybody. I don't even, this is like the ace. Name one person that's not Miguel Cabrera on that team. You probably can't. Eduardo Andy Rodriguez. Eddie Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about him too. But he, didn't, he didn't show up until halfway through spring training, so. Fair. Under. Okay, Matt? Hard under. They have nothing. Boom. I no, agree. No, the only thing they have going for is they hired uh, the, uh, the cheater. Hinch. Um, A.J. Hinch. Hinch. A.J. Hinch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, i tell you what, this Tigers team, Eduardo Rodriguez is leading the rotation. That should say enough about where they're at. We all know that he can't stay healthy, that he's not necessarily reliable in the clutch. Uh, I think that's going to end up hurting them. Uh, the Tigers were last last year in run scores, so their offense really isn't anything to write home about. And look, uh, one thing that I found interesting, uh, they have one guy in their top 100 prospect list from Keith Law, one guy in their rebuilding team. So I, I don't expect anything in the horizon. Well, for the Keith, Law is pro- uh, Keith Law sucks. Matt is also out on Keith Law. Under don't on Keith Law. Don't want to hear his name. All right, sorry. Want to post a twenty? My ass. I think I think I'm gonna have one more Keith Law stat coming up soon, so you can get ready for it. Block your. Uh, all right. Last but not least in the AL Central, let's talk about the Kansas City Royals. DraftKings has them at sixty nine and a half wins, and they are plus three thousand to win the AL Central. Peter, anything on them? Uh, good future, Bobby Wood Jr., uh, MJ Molitas, uh, the next Salvador Perez, but uh, under. They're, they're way too young. So. Yeah, under. I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking the under. Look, Zach Greinke's cool and all, but under. I forgot Zach Greinke's on that yep. team. Under. <laughs> Zach, under. Zach Greinke's a unique individual. He, you know he like tries to avoid planes and stuff? He's a, you didn't know that? What does he do on travel? Oh, he's a baseball player. I, if, I, if I'm remembering it correctly, that's... John Madden was the same way. That's why he liked the Madden bus. Jesus. So fun fact. So yeah, I, I don't we know. Have a West Coast trip. Look, man, I'm I'm not saying he doesn't fly, but I know he's he's not a big fly guy. Yeah, he's gonna hate this year then. Yeah. So rip to the rip to the Royals. All right. So Peter, uh, just to kind of summarize, who you pick into in the AL Central? I know Matt has the Twins. I have the Guardians. Sorry. Matt. I also have the Guardians. I'm gonna go with you. I know we suck. All right. Let's move on to the AL West. Uh, the AL West, right? Uh, I think this division has a little bit of star power here. Uh, we all know about some of the stars, and we'll, we'll get to them. But let's start off with the Houston Astros. The Astros favored to win the division at minus 180. DraftKings has them at 95 and a half wins. We all know the powerhouse, which has been the Houston Astros, have pretty much dominated the American League for the last, I don't know, what do you want to call it, five, six years. Uh, of course, winning the World Series last year, the Astros are coming off a 106-win season. So, what do we think about the Astros? Peter, you want to go first? Yeah, good on them. I mean, they won 106 games. That that line is absolutely atrocious. I have them hard over. They lost Justin Verlander. doesn't really matter. Got Jose Abreu. It's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, they should win 100 games easy, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely hard over. I, I took Peter's bait last year. I'm betting the Mariners not falling for it again. So it's the Astros to win the division with the hard over. Easy. It's like almost free money at 95, unless – Everyone gets hurt. Yeah, the, the Dusty only... Baker's back too, right? Like they love him. There's the, nothing going bad about the team right now. The only pause I'll have is you lose Verlander. That's a big deal. But look, I, I think Valdez is awesome. I think he's a stud. Mm-hmm. I and hate his thing. I do too. And wind up 
Or is yeah. it gonna? I haven't seen. I haven't looked, but I don't. It, even want it to. has changed a little bit, but it's you yeah. still probably hate it. Still rocking the baby. Uh, they added Jose Abreu, like Peter said, and they still look. I know they've lost a lot of guys over the last couple of years, Correa, Springer, but look, they still have their core intact with Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Alvarez. You know, they still have those guys, and uh, I think their pitching unit is going to be uh, arguably what a top five unit in the MLB. I like the over as well here. It looks like we're all sweeping the over. That's not good. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's move on to Peter's Seattle Mariners. So Peter's Mariners, DraftKings has them set at 87.5 wins. They are plus 310 to win the division. Peter, the floor is yours. Let's talk about your Mariners. And last year, of course, they disappointed. Uh, Well, Matt, they disappointed. They won 90 games. Um, Matt, do you bet them to win the division, though, and they finished second? Listen, what do you got? Matt, I always say I'm sorry. Sorry again. Don't bet them in the division. They're not going to win the division this year. I have them as the over, though. They have a full year Luis Castillo. They have Colton Wong. I think they're pretty good. I, I don't think the rest of the division all that good. We'll get to the basement later. So just out of principle, over. What? Were you really expecting me to say under? No. No, no, no. no I have the over, too, for them. They're not going to win the division, but They'll they'll get ninety wins. For matters, they got the they got the J Rod show. That's all you need. I'm gonna say under one to spite Peter because he screwed Matt last year. And <laughs> secondly, I do think they're a batter too short behind Rodriguez. I think they need to add some more star power. That's a team that could add Otani, and that would be a fun team to watch with J Rod and Otani. Uh, and you're the first one I heard throw that out, Mariners and Otani. Well, you look at it right. Well, they won't they do have... that it's in division. Well, he's a he's a free agent. You can go. Oh no, yeah, he wants. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at Seattle and how the team is kind of constructed. The ownership has showed that they can spend money, uh, not necessarily breaking the bank at times, but they can. Uh, there's been reports that Otani wants to stay on the West Coast. Kind of fits that. Ichiro played there. Maybe Ichiro can kind of try to convince him to stay over there. That would be cool. But, yeah, that's my that's my TED Talk on Otani to Seattle. That would be fun. Then I'll take the over on Seattle next year, Peter. All right, let's, speaking of Otani, let's talk about the Angels. So the Angels, who uh, I think, Peter, were you high? No, you were definitely low. I was probably high in the Angels last year. So the Angels are set at 81 and a half wins. They are plus 850 to win the AOS. With all that star power, they are plus 850. Uh, and like I just said, they are set at 81 and a half wins. Uh, the Angels have struggled for the last couple of years with health and all that sort of stuff. So, Peter, what do you got on the Angels? All right, I'll take the bait again. That's fine. I have them as over on paper. It should be one of the best teams in baseball. Obviously, they're not. I got Hunter Renfro, Gio Rochella. Doesn't matter. Their own their owners back. That guy is the bane of that organization's existence. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I'll I'll bait that drum to say that Mike Trout will never reach a postseason ever. And it it they have the two best players in all of baseball right now. Like I don't know if you want to say Trout is right now, but still, like Um, it doesn't make sense. Who's leading their pitching this year? It's um, nobody, uh, right? It's, it's, that's the one flaw that they just totally they always do, though. They never sign any pitching. Or they dra- they draft pitchers. Don't you worry about that, boy. It'll be there when Otani's in Seattle and Trout's in Philly. Trout's kind of like Tua, you know? He'll never win a push. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. God. I've so heard you- so- I don't want to hear any more about, oh, Tom Brady's coming to Miami. Shut up. I don't want to hear any of it. Well, you, I said Lamar Pete, Jackson's going yeah, to Miami. Yeah, Peter, well, yeah. Don't, yeah. You, you just spoiled the episode for Matt. For Matt. God. Peter, did, so you're picking the over. You're taking the bait on the over or the under? Yeah, I'm, pick, I'm picking the over. Matt, I assume you're going to – I'm going to guess Matt's going to take the under. What do you think, Matt? Oh, yeah, hard under for the Angels. Yeah, I figured he would. 
I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the bait. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the bait. Trout and Otani, like Matt said, they are the best two players in baseball. And maybe Rendon can stay healthy. Maybe. Probably not. But I'm going to I'm gonna go with it. Uh, and this could be a sort of last dance sort of thing for the Angels with Otani. Maybe they kind of rally on it. And they change their ways a little bit. You would think that a team led by Mike Trout and Otani can have a winning record. I'm sorry. they. This is the year. And the last time they've had a winning record was 2015. That's crazy to fathom. Crazy. Guys, we're all still in high school. Crazy. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Texas Rangers. DraftKings has the Texas Rangers set at 82 and a half wins. Uh, and they are plus 850 to win the AL West. So the Rangers were busy this offseason. Peter, what do you think? Uh, this is my favorite uh, bet on the board. I have them as a hard under. Hard under. They didn't sign any offense. And the pitchers they did sign, Andrew Heaney, always hurt. Valdi, always hurt. And Mr. Always Hurt, poster child, Jacob Grom, always hurt. And Martin Perez is going to come down to earth. There's no way he's going to be a top 10 pitcher like last year. Oh, hard under for the athletics eight that line 81 and a half no way they're oh, even Matt, we said the we said the rangers sorry did i say rangers rangers yeah sorry i'm, I'm talking about the rangers though oh i think you said a's sorry no no rangers definitely rangers hard under they, like peter said their pitching is the definition of always hurt and who are they, who's the hitting they got last year marcus simeon Seager, okay. simeon yeah okay whatever no hard under I'm taking. I bet that in real life. I'm betting. I'm taking the life. over. I'm gonna bet on the talent oh, and for spite. I, I like another I do more like spite. Some. I'm gonna bet on more spite. Nate's guy Degrom is gonna have a great season, staying healthy. They, they hate Jason Degrom now. I know. I'm again. This is another spite pick. Over. Texas has spent a lot of money over the last couple of years. I think if Evaldi can stay healthy, if, look. If Texas stays healthy, they're gonna be a very good ball team. Uh, like Peter just said. Yeah. DeGrom, Avaldi. I'll believe that when I see it. DeGrom DeGrom gets hurt getting out of bed. You're probably right, but I'm going to bet on the talent because it's bound to click one year, and it'll happen this year. Jake DeGrom, I know he's already banged up, but Jake DeGrom, this is is the year he stays healthy. All right, and uh, let's talk about the true basement of the AO West. Uh, The Oakland Athletics. uh, DraftKings has them set at a whopping 16.5 wins. They are, let me count the zeros here, they are plus 20,000 to win the AL West. Peter, uh, I imagine this will be quick. Yeah, it's really not under. Name one person on the A's. Cannot. Ah. Oh, come on. I just listened to, uh, there's a stud, um, stud um, Japanese pitching prospect, I think, that they have this year. Is he going to pitch? I can't remember. Is he going to pitch every remember. game? Like, well, it's the A's, of course he is. Okay. <laughs> They got no one else. You have a bag of balls thrown, but sadly, hard under for these. I always have a little spot in my heart for these, but they just. I do too. There's the. I'm taking the under. I'm with Matt and Peter. I think this is a. I'm not saying the Angels. I'm not saying the A's are going to win like 30 games. Like I, but I think they're going to win probably in the high 50s, and that'll hit the under. Uh, ultimately, they I won't be as bad as people think they're going to no. be as bad. But like. It's still going to be bad. What did Nate say? They win 32 games? No, what did Dylan say? 38, whatever it was. No, they're going to win like 57, 58, 59. They'll hover around that. That's when I heard a number in the 30s. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What? uh, What's the the worst record in MLB history? It was, wasn't it the Orioles at some point? Maybe Worst record in MLB history. It is the Mets. 
No, it isn't. Uh, let's see. It is the 18... Wait, well, whose teams are these? Oh, it's the 1916 <laughs> Athletics. 36 and 117. Oh. Oh. Not, I'll take the over on 36. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take that. All right, AL West. Who do you got winning it, Peter? I think I already know who you're yeah, going to go Astros. with. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Astros too, Matt. Astros. Yep, we're all going to sweep the Strohs. Okay, let's move on to the fun part. The AL East, a division that holds, uh, I guess, some warmth in everybody's heart for the people on this podcast. So this will be fun. Uh, we'll save the best for last, of course. So let's start off with the evil empire, the New York Yankees. The Yankees are favored to win the AL East at plus 110. DraftKings has them set at 94 and a half wins. Uh, the Yankees were busy this offseason uh, re-signing Aaron Judge uh, after it looked like he was out of town heading to the San Francisco Giants. They re-upped him. Uh, brought in some pitching. The Giants, I'm sorry, the Yankees are coming off a 99-win season. Uh, so again, the total is set at 94.5. Peter, what do you think? It's a nice, good bet, too. Over by a lot. I mean, they won, what, 100 games last year? I don't think they'll yeah. drop off that bad. They signed Carlos Rodon. I think they have one of the best rotations in baseball. Maybe one of the best hitting or lineups in baseball. What's not the like about the Yankees? A lot of things. Well, I mean, don't bet them in the postseason. Well, regular season. They'll, you want to know why they're going? You want to know why this is a hard under? Hard under. Aaron Judge has all the money he could ever need now. Why is he going to play? He doesn't care. John Carl Stan going to get hurt in the first month. Garrett Cole, worst pitcher I've ever seen. Dude is he's going to lose his mind trying to pitch with this pitch clock. He's going to have no clue what to do. He has no sticky stuff. He can't waste time. He's screwed. Eighty wins. You sound like Nate talking about the Phillies and Braves. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you. I'm taking the under though, and the reason I'm, I'm not, I think they'll win more than 80 games. I think they'll win like 90 games. But reason being, judges' health status is a question mark. Can he stay healthy for consecutive years and be productive? I think that's a question mark. And Frankie Montez, who was a, uh, uh, I, I think somebody that was gonna be a key part of their team, is out. He's gonna miss. I think is he missing the entire season? I know yeah, he's he's, he's, yeah, he's out for the entire year. So, so I don't want to take the under. I don't want to root for injuries, but yeah, I'm gonna take the under here. Uh, next, let's talk about the Toronto Blue Jays. According to DraftKings, they are set at 91 and a half wins, uh, and they are plus 250, plus 215, I should say, to win the AL East. The Blue Jays are a team that had high expectations last year. Uh, I don't, I don't believe they necessarily reached them. They're coming off a 92 and 70 season. So what do we think about the Blue Jays, Peter? I'll let you go first. I think this is a perfect line, but ultimately I have the over. I mean, I think their time is now, obviously. Jose Barrios should be way better than he was last year. I mean, Vlad just won MVP, but it is what it is. Did he win MVP? He might I won MVP. don't think he did. I could be crazy. Who won MVP? Did Choi win again? Uh, that's beside the point. I don't know how to remember. But uh, over, out of principle, Blue Jays should be pretty good. I am not taking the bait on them. Again. Oh, it was Judge. It was Judge. Oh, duh. Stupid. Oh, yeah. The home run stuff. Yeah, I am uh, I am not taking the bait on the dog. I am not taking the bait on the Blue Jays again. They have they failed every single time. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm going under. They'll get like 90 wins. What's the 91 you said? 91 and a half. I think I not said yet. That. They'll get yeah. 90. I'm going to take the over. I think they're going to put their talent together this year. I think they underachieved last year. I think Vlad Guerrero Jr. 
Peter, I know you just said he's going to win the MVP. Or he, he, you thought he won the MVP. I think he could win the MVP this year. He's that good of a player. Uh, and another thing, I, I mentioned the schedule uh, maybe when we were breaking down the other division. And I think the schedule is a big part of things, how the Blue Jays could hit this win total. The AL East, right, you look at it, uh, Tampa's a good team. The Yankees are a good team. They're going to play those teams less. They're going to be playing teams like the Oakland A's, the Nationals, and I think that'll help. Uh, I'm going to take the over here, and I think ultimately this team can win 95 games. I like the over here, Peter. All right, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. So the Rays, according to DraftKings, they are set at 88 and a half wins, and they are plus 380 to win the AL East, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, who are, dealt with some injuries last year as well, similar to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, are coming off an 86-76 and 76 season, uh, and they end up losing in the wild card last season. So what do we think about the Tampa Bay Rays, Peter? Ah, the real high bloom team. I mean, they have the best farm system in baseball. It's pretty good. Juan Franco is obviously amazing. Maybe he'll come back. He was hurt all of uh, the second half. This is a good line too. I have them a slight under, but I won't be surprised because it's the Rays if they ultimately even win the division at that point. But a little under, a little under. I feel the same way. I just I don't know what to think of the Rays. Like the money, the money ball, like persona has to wear off at some point it's going on for too long so i'm just gonna say under i like and with this division i have no clue who this is such a crap shoot for who's gonna win this division i don't want any of them to win the division i might just say the orioles what do you mean you don't want what this is nate in the nle you don't want anybody to win <laughs> i don't want the, the i don't want the I, highly doubt I, hate, I don't want the yankees i hate the way the rays do baseball the uh, blue jays are just bad red sox got no chance so let's just go with the orioles the orioles yep uh, until eventually they get good, and Matt will hate them too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I like their ballpark too much. It was like the Golden State Warriors, like when they first won, everyone loved them. Like, oh, Steph Curry's so cool. <laughs> and a couple years later, they're like, "F these guys." Yeah. So that's that's what's gonna happen. Uh, I'm gonna take the under. Uh, and usually the the calling card for the Tampa Rays has been their pitching, and I think that's a real question mark this year. Tyler Glass now he got uh, Tommy John surgery. He's gonna be out a little bit, uh, and I think they're gonna rely on guys like Car Yarborough. Shane McCann, uh, Shane McClellan, and ultimately, I'm going to take the under. I think they're going to come down a little bit, uh, down a peg. I think they're going to win like 85-ish games, which would be the lowest total since like 2017 for them. Uh, so I think they're going to, I like the under for this one. All right, let's talk about Matt's Baltimore Orioles, uh, his, his second team in the AL East. Uh, the Orioles are set at 78 and a half wins this year, uh, and DraftKings has them pegged at plus 2,200. So, Peter, what do we think about the Baltimore Orioles? Uh, Matt, you're, since they're your team, you can go first. If you want. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Matt's team. All right. Their prospect game, out of this world. Adelie Rushman, dude's the nicest catch in the league right now. That's all I got. <laughs> I got That's taking the over. Hey, Orioles, look, Rodriguez. Look, at that, look at that value for 2,200 to win that division. <laughs> value. Matt, add Grayson over. Rodriguez to your repertoire, too. The best uh, pitching prospect in baseball. Ooh. Don't mind if I do. Peter? So. Yeah, over. They have a young of uh, young talent, and they're just going to get better and better and better. It's it's finally time for the Orioles. You see, I think that time is coming, but I don't think it's yet. I'm going to take the under on this slightly. I think they win 76. I'll call it 75, 76 games. I think they are still a little too young. I think, again, from doing the podcast, Peter, I've, I've kind of fallen in love with the younger teams that are ready to take the next step, and then they just don't, and they suck, and I get mad. So I'm not going to take the, the cheese on Baltimore. Well, they won they like take... 84 games last year. No, that's true. Maybe the, this is a, a bad example, but 
Uh, it feels like every time there's a team, oh, this is their year to take that step. Maybe I'm just kind of falling victim for the Minnesota Twins. I fell on them a couple years ago, and it really hurt my, uh, in the Chicago White Sox, same thing, uh, and maybe kind of hurt my opinion on young players gelling together and, and generating wins. So I'm going to take the slight under on this. All right, last but not least, or maybe it is the least, uh, without further ado, the Boston Red Sox, they are plus 1,700 to win the AL East. DraftKings has them set at 78 and a half wins, which is tied for the Orioles for last in that division. So I don't know who wants to start, Matt or Peter. I'm going to take a back seat because I feel like Matt is going to be very passionate, and I feel like Peter might be the listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the under. Know. I'm gonna bet that in real life. I'm gonna be a dick. Wow. For the next ten minutes, so I'm gonna just play devil's advocate or whatever. At, at this point, you should just be a Yankees fan. You're saying how no, great? No, you're saying, no. You're talking about how great the no, Yankees are. You're like, oh, no. hard on paper. On paper, the Red Sox are terrible. On paper, the Yankees are amazing. No. <laughs> no. God, no, no. That is died. You know who we just got back as a coach who's going to lead us to all the doubles of the century? Mitch Moreland. Coach Moreland is back with the Red Sox. Just wait. Hope he can yeah. play first base. How are you going to hate against your your man, Yoshi? He's literally your character. <laughs> oh, I mean Yoshi. I mean he's getting paid like 120 million bucks. They're they're uh, counting a lot. Yoshiba, I will say Yoshiba. He's somebody. I'm. He might be the somebody I'm most excited to kind of see because we there's really nothing on him. You know, like he isn't somebody that's played in the minors. Of course, he played over in Japan, uh, and it's going to be absolutely unique. You know, to see somebody that uh, who's the last I guess Japanese player the Red Sox had that was Daisuke, right? Daisuke and Hideki <laughs> or, uh, or uh, uh Sawamura last year. Oh, and uh, Koji, but Koji was around Koji. and stuff. Yeah. So. But this is different to me because this is somebody the Red Sox are taking a chance on. You know, they spent a lot of money on him. A lot of teams thought that was an overpayment. Now, we I don't rookie of the year. That's going to be a hack. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's an overpayment. I think the kid can play. I'm watching highlights and stuff like that. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna pull the ball. I, I I think he's gonna have a good season. But with that being said, Peter is gonna. Uh, well, uh, Peter, you're gonna take the under. You be you're serious. You're taking the no, under? I'm serious. I'll, okay. I'll give you that best look too. I wasn't sure if you were just busting Matt's balls or not. So all right, Peter likes the under. Uh, I'll Matt. We'll have Matt go last year because I think Matt will probably swear at Peter, and that'll be fun. I'm gonna agree. <laughs> I shouldn't say agree. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna disagree with Peter. Uh, reason being, Peter, I think this is the year that Chris Sale is actually gonna be healthy, and I think that's gonna help them. Uh, along with the fact that the, they're gonna play the AL East less. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep harping on this. They're they're not gonna play the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays who has had their number for a long time as much as they did last year. Again, with all this interdivisional play. And all that sort of thing, that's going to make a difference. I also think Yoshiba is going to end up being a legitimate player for this team. Uh, like I said, I think he's going to be in the discussion for AL Rookie of the Year. I'm going to take the over. may sound like a homer pick, but I'm taking it. I think Sale's going to be healthy. Uh, and I think we're going to see uh, a guy like Tristan Cassis kind of develop. I'm taking the over. Let me guess, Peter. You think Tristan Cassis is going to hit 197 again and strike out a, a blue? No, no, no. It's I've never hit, sleeping. It's more on the pitching staff than it is on the uh, lineup. Listen, what's his name? Going to come back to peak form. Can't Listen, remember. Sale, show, show me you can't get hurt by a bike, please. You, your uh, boy. I, I don't believe that story. There is something wrong. With that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't either. I want to know what it is. We'll never know though. Like so uh, Peter, what's your what's your McCall? Their their top two pitchers are already hurt. Like they're yeah. not gonna be ready to start the season. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. Whitlock and Bella. But what do you think, Peter? All right. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate for you. What are some things, you, what is something, maybe not plural, something you were looking forward to see this Red Sox season? Uh, the end. <laughs> and Peter. Uh, no. no uh, it's got to be something. Drive jersey. You and Justin. <laughs> no, Devers, uh, Chrisale. I mean, Blowo, if he's uh, healthy. I want to see Kenley Jansen actually playing a real game. And don't mm-hmm. don't tell me that the uh, Red Sox are undefeated in the spring training. I don't care. Eight zero and three. Eight zero and three. Don't I don't care. I'm, I've I not think... missed a single preseason game, Peter. Spring training game. Madison not missed one. Soil. Peter, <laughs> if the win total was set at like eighty four or eighty three, I would probably agree with you and take the under. But I think they can win eighty games, eighty two yeah. games. I, I like. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But I think they're going to be relevant, and I think they're going to be in the discussion for a wild card berth. They're not going to make it, in my opinion. They're going to fall short. I don't think they have the horses to make it. But I think they're going to be a fun and exciting team that might generate some attention. Like I think guys like Cassis, Yoshiba, they Bella. I mean Whitlock. Like I think they might be able to generate some conversation. And as long as they're relevant, you know that we can kind of go about that. If the season's over for them by middle of August, then that sucks. And You'll be right, but as long as they're relevant in the discussion, in the news, with again, and that all that takes is winning eighty-two games, and I think they can do that. I'm I not want saying me- they're going to win hundred two games. Matt might be saying that. I don't know. Matt's no. Listen, I just, I, I, I just want Heim Bloom to get fired. Come on, I, you, you can still my- get that. You can still get that if the Red Sox go eighty-two and eighty-two, like the line of demarcation, like it's not seventy-seven. Like I don't know what if they would if they go eighty-two and eighty-two. And they finish fourth in the division. He still might get fired. Mm-hmm. I think he probably will still get fired. The I think that's part? that might be the ultimate. Like, what I could see if something goes wrong this season, they finish below the below the over under at seventy eight and a half. I could see Alex Cora going into the front office. It's a it's a Brad Stevens. Ah, the Brad Stevens role. Yeah, I like Brad that, Matt. I've I've yeah. uh, I don't think that's that crazy of a theory. No, I'm, no. I like that, Matt. Look at you picking up on mm-hmm. things. Yep. Uh, I will say. That look, Peter. I know Heim Bloom. I'm I'm with you. I think his time, his tenure, has been a disappointment. Uh, and they can hit the over, and he could still get fired. Is my point. Fair, 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 fair. You know what I mean? I I think that's still on the table. Like again, I don't think if they make the playoffs or something like that, then I don't think he gets fired. Or if they're a game out, but if they go 82 and 82, 81 and 83, I, I think he's gonna get fired. I do. All right, does anyone have any other takeaways on the Red Sox? I'm just expecting Peter to come to the uh, the party with uh, yeah, Yankee hat next in a couple weeks. Yeah. No, I'm not. Oh, my God. I'm no, not Jerry, say- you are a certified Yankee fan. I'm, I'm not you. saying that. Why Yankee Look fan? at him on paper. Who do the Red Sox have other than Dever? It doesn't matter. Have some morals. You can't well, give anything to those Yankees. I'll, 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 Peter, you take away the, the whole morals. Thing. Like, I'll, I'll shit on the Patriots. And, like, he shits when are we doing that? Like, three months from now. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about two weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, probably yeah. next week when we talk about free agency. He'll be like, yeah. oh, this guy sucks. Um. Ultimately, though, Peter, right? You look at how the Red Sox are constructed. Losing Trevor Story hurts, right? He's gonna miss. He might miss the entire year, for all we know. But as long, I think the pitching staff is gonna be better than last year. The bullpen is gonna be better than last year. The issue is the lineup, right? Devers might get exposed a little bit because he's not gonna look. He's gonna be 
surrounded by guys that are below average. You know, so I, that could impact him. He's going to generate a lot more walks and that sort of thing. That we're going to see that. But as long as a guy like Alex Verdugo can just be average, a guy like Kike Hernandez just be average. Yoshiba, maybe he's something. Cassis, show that you have some potential as a young player. Christian Arroyo. I'll give you something on Christian Arroyo. Christian Arroyo has been really good in spring training, though. He has. He has. <laughs> we'll give you that. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I'm not in love with this team, Peter. I, I think it was poorly constructed. I'm, I agree with you on that form. I get, this team should be better. But I think they can win more than 77 games. I, I do. I think I think they can, and I think they will. Matt, wait. Can I put in whatever I get you as a gift and then put, like, a ticket in for the Red Sox under? I Will Peter, you accept I'm, my gift still? I will. I will always accept the gift from you because I've been. I have a gift for you. It's sitting right up there, waiting for you. So, so like, I'm gonna get you that yes. uh, whatever gift I get for that thing, and then I'm gonna put like a ticket on top. That's fine. I will always accept gifts. I will never <laughs> say no. Peter, Not I have me. a gift. I have a gift in my room for you as well. Do people are giving me gifts? Oh, oh this one's God. from Christmas. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, I have that still. So I eventually we'll give that to you. But yeah, I guess you'll be uh, getting a lot of gifts then. Shout out to the Red Sox though. For why? Shout out to the Red Sox. To- Listen, all right. I'll be watching. Peter, is a is it time for five questions? Five questions, not about football. Yes, let's do it, Peter. Do you want to lead off or do would you like me to lead off? I'll do it. Question one. Matt, give me anything positive on the Celtics slash Bruins. You think they're gonna win the championship? Let's go. I was listening to Felger and Matt's team. I guess uh, Bruins are on pace for the most wins in all of the on like NHL history. Yeah, yes. they're, if they win like fourteen more games, I think they'll they'll break the record of all time. That's good. I can't wait for Grant Real- Grant Williams to get off the Celtics. Ugh. Oh, Lord. what's happening here, Celtics, Jay? Holy crap! Oh, yak, I yaked, I yaked. I was so the last the whole weekend is like killed me. But I had to take a deep breath and. And realize that things will be okay. But, yeah. Don't worry. All right, question two. Matt. So, Matt's a big Star Wars guy. Name me your three least favorite Jedi. My mug. Yes, that's a damn good mug. (laughs) That's a damn good mug. Uh, Least favorite Jedi. Um, I don't know. I I guess I'll say Quinlan Boss because I'm sick of people talking about him. Um. (laughs) I'm trying to that's least, a good pick. That's a good yeah, pick. Yeah, Quinlan Voss is just kind of annoying. Who's the oh uh I'm not gonna remember the dude's name. Dude with the long neck. Uh, yeah, really long neck. He's just annoying. He's annoying in the Clone Wars. And um oh Mace Windu. I hate him. God, he's such a prick. Whoa, I thought for sure he was gonna say Ray. I thought that was a no, I oh, do yeah, not I thought that was Ray. I am a fan of Ray. I was and banking Beto. on that. No. Oh, okay. Peter, you want to go? Number three, are you watching The Last of Us because of Pedro? Or no? No, but Sophia uh, has it on our docket to watch. It's so good. Wait until next week when they're all out. But like, yeah, they are so good. Play the game if you haven't played either. No, it will be on my phone. Sophia says she'll watch anything Pedro Pascal's in. That's so Same. good. I haven't seen it, but I want it. But I never play the game. Well, I understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a story. Is it like zombie? Is it just a knockoff Walking Dead? No, there's uh, there's not even any zombies. Like, there's zombies probably in two episodes. So. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Question four. So I asked you what your three least favorite things were. So now we're gonna go to three favorite. Name mm-hmm. me your three 
favorite sea creatures? Sea creatures? Yes. Goddamn. Um, you not of approval for that question. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, th- I'm going to do this one to piss Peter off. A dolphin. Um, oh, shocker. <laughs> I should have said non-dolphins. That would have been non-dolphin. Let's go um, octopus because they can change color. And uh, a lobster. Lobsters are cool. Okay. All right. That was, that was good. All right. Peter? Jay, that's a good question. Yeah, well, I'm getting better question, at these questions. Question five. What is your first legalized Massachusetts bet going to be? Uh, over on the Red Sox, just to spite you. Oh, nice. Yes. I'll get that text message on. <laughs> yeah. Spite. Uh, let's see. Over on the Red Sox, and then I'll parlay it with the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. So I can just throw the ticket away. <laughs> just throw the ticket away. Hey, oh. You never know. No. You never know. But I'm gonna, Matt, I'm gonna uh, oh, spoil, wait, I'm gonna wait a high, second. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna wait, be wait. high in the Dolphins next year. You were last year too. You said if two was an MVP, you were gonna you were gonna trade. Well, you traded him like eight times. Yeah, Peter, yeah. look at that. Look at this. Red Sox to win the World Series plus five thousand. That was last year. No, that was when I was with you after the movie. When we have to go pick up the oh yes, you did do that. Yeah, I forgot about that. that. Ten bucks. I forgot about that. I think I was in the bathroom when you placed that. You say plus five thousand. So what is that? Like five hundred bucks. Yeah, plus uh, ten dollars to win five hundred ten dollars. Dang, nice. Yeah. Hope it goes. And uh, well, that is our American League preview. So me and Peter have now broken down the American League with Matt, of course, in the National League last week with Big Nate and Dylan. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh. I think we're in the full swing of baseball stuff, Peter, right? Damn straight. Uh, next week is, oh, shocker, NFL. And, yeah. and, and, and. And March Madness. Yes. Yes, we're talking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hoops. Contrary. Question six, Matt. Who are you picking for March Madness? Um, I don't know. I don't know who's good. Name a school. Who's, the, a one school. Who always, who's the one who always falls flat in their face? Gonzaga? Like, okay, Matt's picking Gonzaga. There you go. Sure, why not? Yeah, so next week we'll be talking March Madness. Uh, Yeah, they're still good this year. Okay, I figured. But they'll still probably. Where did they lose? They lose in the uh, the Final Four all the time, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. All right. That's a wrap, Peter. Stay hot. You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast. Presented by The Daily Goat. 